Hey everybody, it's your girl Helen Gezahan joined with Chelsea Hong. Welcome to the first episode of Ada's podcast where we're going to be talking about all things tech and diversity related. This episode specifically is for our first and second years in computer science. So listen up and let's get started. So for all you first and second years, there are so many things that we would love to have known uh, when we were, we were in your position. And so to kind of get this started and talk about the classes that we want to take, Chelsea, what courses should first and second years be taking? Uh, I want to premise this by saying me and Helen are not academic advisors and things change. <laughs> so make sure you do your own research. But uh, for classes that you should be taking, obviously start out with 174, 175. And I think a question that like commonly comes up is, should I take Compute 101? Uh, from our perspective, I don't think Compute 101 is really necessary. I think the things that you learn in it, you can easily pick up in 174. And you also don't need it as a prereq for 174. How about you, Helen? For me, I did end up taking Compute 101. Uh, and it was because I was super like scared of computer science. And it was definitely a GPA booster. So if you're somebody who's planning out your like degree in your program and you want to kind of put in an easy course, go and take Compute 101 before 174. But then if you just want to get straight into your degree and kind of get it done as quick as possible, um, yeah, Compute 174. What are some of the things that you would say they did in 101? Because I know the syllabus says <laughs> that it's like an intro. Yeah, so they teach, basically, they use a thing called Beeperbot. And it's like the UVA specific kind of software where it teaches you like programming concepts, like the fundamentals. And so it's a very beginner friendly type of thing. Um, and so, yeah, Beeperbot is not something you'll see in the industry. It's mm -hmm. just very beginner friendly. Nice. And then there's Python at the very end. Nice. What's your stance on taking, uh, one seven, oh no, sorry, two, seven, two in first year. Definitely take it because 204 is going to be a prereq for everything else, like all your yeah. other comp sci courses. So you might as well just get the prereq for 204, um, as soon as possible. So you can just delve into your compute courses. Nice. I remember taking 272 and it was really hard. Yeah, it was <laughs> So rough. just like some advice to everyone out there, pay attention, like stay on top of it. And you know, like, you know, find friends. <laughs> friends is what's going to get you, I think, through your degree and like keep you sane. We're all yes. in this together. Mm -hmm. what is some, what's some advice that you have to like make friends in CS? You know, I was super, you know, um, terrified of talking to people, but you just got to force yourself. You just got to put yourself out there and be like, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Um, and you can just start talking about the class because that's something that you guys have in common. You can talk about how they got into ComSite because we're all in, you know, these beginner courses, right? Um, and we all have different journeys. Some of us have been programming since we were young. Um, others just started out. I was, I came in completely new to ComSite. And so, yeah, just, just start the conversation. Just go up to your classmate and just do it. How about you, Chelsea? What do you think? Honestly, join a club. Um, oh, period. I made like zero friends in class. It, it was just all from Ada's team and like hang out in the common area, which obviously like now is not a thing, but um, just take the first step. And lab partners, lab partners are oh, super easy to be friends with. Yes, because you're all sitting beside each other, struggling to finish it. So you're like, hey man, what's, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> I think lab partners are like, like really good but that being said like make sure that you're not that lab partner that doesn't do anything either because that can be 
really sad for the other person. And I mean, also too, because I think for Compute 174 and 175, they give you a lab partner or like they expect you to have a partner mm-hmm. for all the things. So that kind of facilitates some of that, mm-hmm. you know, connection. I would say that like most of the people that I know, their first friends were lab partners. So that's a really good way to start, break the ice, I guess. And I know some people post on the forum saying, so like um, create study groups and stuff. So don't be afraid to respond back to those forum posts on a class and being like, yeah, I want to join the group because that's another way to make friends. Mm. What's your advice on getting over form anxiety? Like the online e-class form? Yeah, like you know how you can post like the, to the form and be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's your advice on that? What's your perspective on that, I guess? So this is my thing. I'm like, nobody really cares, right? Like mm-hmm. when, I'm, when I'm looking at other people's posts and stuff, I might glance at it once. And if it's not a question that's something like I care about, I'm not going to look at it ever again. And it will not leave any type of impression, you know, on me. So honest, so I'm like, I, f- I feel like sometimes we make things bigger than it is in our heads, but nobody honestly cares. Just do what you got to do. You got a question. You're going to look, I think, dumber if you don't ask a question, you know, so go for it. Nice, nice. Yeah. I think that's definitely something that like, a lot of um, people coming to university in general maybe struggle with because class sizes now are like two, three hundred big rather than like 30 in high school. Dang. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So just for everyone out there, like, don't be afraid. Nobody will even remember you unless you like make them remember you. So unless you're actually like trying to be someone's friend, like no one will remember. Don't worry. Just ask your question. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And, you know, people will probably thank you. Be like, dang, this is the person that's at, like, asking all the good questions. Yeah, you know, like, I have thank for, you for sure. Your service. Yeah. <laughs> I have for sure asked, like, like, what page of a PowerPoint we're on. And, like, it was fine. Like, it, it's all good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what are some of the, some places that they can get resources for help? Well, I think, you know, other than, like, the forum and, like, reaching out to your TAs. Oh, yeah, another thing. Don't be scared to email your TAs or your professor. They are there for you as a resource. Um, that's what they're paid for as well. So, yeah, don't be scared to use, like, their office hours. It's literally there for you to ask any questions. Um, but beyond that, I think, you know, there's also ADIS team student groups. Um, so ADIS team specifically provides free tutoring. And so if you're struggling, you know, with some of these first year, second year courses, you can just check out our tutoring schedule. Um, and it's like book a time with one of our tutors. Other than that, I think friends, like that's like make friends and support one another. You know, we all, we're all going to get through this together. You, yeah. you can't do it alone. Yeah. I just want to echo like the sentiment of going to office hours and like emailing TAs, like I, I know that, like, through being a tutor at ADIS team, we get a lot of emails about, like, actual mm-hmm. CS questions. But um, that being said, it, you'll get an answer much faster actually emailing your TA than emailing us. Because the TA knows your assignments. They know the labs. They know, like, what you're actually doing in the class, too. So they will actually be able to help you, like, not just faster, but better, too. And I would also say, like, TAs, they're like people like us, you know, they want to help. Like that's why they signed up to do this job. Mm -hmm. So honestly, even like make friends with your TAs and like, you know, they're a great resource. Period. And they're the ones that are marking your thing, like your assignments, right? So they're Mm -hmm. literally the ones who give you the best information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A funny story about office hours. I remember going to one of my pros office hours and he was so happy because no one's ever gone to his (laughs) office hours. 
<laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah, I remember him like smiling and being like, oh my gosh, this is like the first time someone's come this whole semester. And it was like after like the second midterm. So, <laughs> oh my God, that reminds me. One time I went to a prof's office hours because I did bad in the course, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was going in to check my midterm, but I was also asking about an assignment. So first I started talking about my assignment and it seemed like I was pretty knowledgeable, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the, like the prof started getting super hype and super excited and they were like happy with my questions. Um, and then I was like, oh, next thing, can we pull up my midterm and like see, you know, like review some of the questions. And I can just see his whole body deflated when he saw my mark. And I was like, sorry to be a disappointment. So yeah, yeah it is what it is. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. What are some tips and tricks that you have to do well in classes? Well, use your office hours. I should have been going to um, his office hours before my midterm. <laughs> And I always go back to this. Your friends are going to be the people that hold you accountable, right? Because they're in the classes with you. They're the ones seeing the same deadlines. And so they're going to be also reminding y'all, like each other, being like, hey, did you get started on this? Mm. What did you get for this question? Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. But, you know, like how, what was your approach in answering this question? Mm -hmm. Um, How about you? What do you think? I think going to class is always a good step. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. True. (laughs) Staying awake, you know, the the usual. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, I agree with the friend thing, but the number one thing is like, you can't show code to anyone. So make sure that you're really careful about that because you don't want to be caught Mm -hmm. like plagiarizing or anything like that. Um, It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's really not. I truly think that like a quick Google search about certain things can help a lot. If you're not sure, like, how to split up a list, for example, you can for sure, like, find a method to do that, like, online. Don't copy and paste code, of course. Like, just make sure you understand the topic and, like, the discussion that's going on online and then apply it to your problem. And then if you're ever, like, concerned about, like, the authenticity or, like, how the method is working, you can always just ask your TA. Don't bring them the website, of course, but kind of explain what your thought process is and then have them give you feedback. And you know what? That actually brings up a super good point. So I think sometimes people assume that they can take sections of it and you assume like, oh, it's such a common, like basic thing. Like I don't need to cite this, but cite everything. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just, you know, taking that URL and putting it in as a comment in your code, do it. Yeah. You don't want to give them any room to come after you. Okay. Look out for yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is good strict rule, but for me, uh, the number one thing I do is I don't copy and paste code ever. I just like understand the topic and then I go to my own IDE and then write it out and see if, if I understand it. If I can get it, then that means I understood it. If I don't, that means that that resource probably wasn't like a good resource for me. So that means that I need to keep looking around and seeing what I can understand. Mm-hmm. Or even too, like if you do, I guess, copy and paste it and it works, but you don't understand why, go to your TAs, go to your props and be like, hey, I saw this online and I'm, and it solved the problem, but I'm still confused. You know, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to ask questions about it. Yeah, for sure. Like anytime you feel even slightly like overwhelmed or like uncertain about something, look it up or like ask the question because it will snowball into a bigger problem very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some common mistakes and how do I avoid making them in the first and second year? Um, some common mistakes that I made, uh, taking too many compute courses in one semester. 
<laughs> I definitely think that's true for like second and third year for sure. Uh huh. First yeah. year is more like like you get boggled down by all those math options that you gotta oh, do. Um. Yeah. Too many courses. I think during second year because those ones are. I feel like second year is where like the most intense. At least it was for me. Um. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah when all the foundation was set. Mm-hmm. And I was taking, I think, like four compute courses per semester or something. Like it was mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. And like four compute is definitely too hard. Like I would say three compute classes is the most that I would ever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, not even comfortably, like borderline comfortably um, mm-hmm. tell someone to take. Like I would have no choice, you know? Yeah. Like there's no other course selection or something. That's when I would have three courses in that semester. Mm-hmm. Would, would you ever advise someone to take um I guess like three comp courses and like what would the other two courses that someone would take what do you think do a light light because I think something you know sometimes we're always trying to you know strive for that 4.0 GPA but honestly your GPA can survive if you get like you know two A's in like some lighter courses and then um you know do your best in your compute courses of course but you know sometimes things happen right mm-hmm. um and like, even if you do not so well in some of those harder courses, as long mm-hmm. as you have like those two easier option type of courses where you get A's, it will balance out so beautifully, so wonderfully. It so will true. boggle your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Some like, uh, not necessarily easier courses, but definitely like GPA boosters, in my opinion, are like sociology courses. I t- always take like at least one source course per semester. That way, like, it really helps me stay balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I, like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I was about to say like the video game certificate for me. So there's like a computer game certificate that the UVA offers and there's so many different courses in different faculties. Um, and so those really filled up my options nicely. And those courses, in my opinion, were GPA boosters every single time. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I recommend people to look at that because you finish with a degree and a certificate in computer game development. And that looks impressive if you're like applying to, you know, Bioware, EA, etc. I didn't even know that you're in the video game stream too. Yeah, you know, it was convenient. I was already taking some courses in it and I figured might as well, you know? Um, I guess like on that topic, Uh, I guess like, you know, a lot of people, they come in like from an arts background, maybe they're like a designer and they want to take like a couple comp classes. What are the ones that you would recommend? I mean, the thing is some of them have prereqs. So I'm wondering, I'm like, I don't know how many courses they can take, but I think at minimum databases, I feel like no matter what industry you go into, like databases is something that just always like pops up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you always have to like search through some sort of database and kind of learn that logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think databases is something that's useful for everybody, not just like comp sci majors. And for anyone listening, that's a two nine one for for U of A at least. I kind of agree with that for sure. They have to start with like once and four, once and five. But I think uh, two nine one definitely is really good. Yeah. All the time. Like for stats, math majors, it really doesn't matter where you're from. You're going to run into it. I guess the last question to wrap this up is the common question. If I can't get into like some class, what should I do? Ooh. So what I do always is I immediately email the prof and I say, Hey, do you have any, um, is there any way I can enroll in this class? Cause usually they have a couple of um, seats that they can, like they could, they can put you in, but 
But if you can't get into a class, you know, start looking for alternatives, the watch list. What I would do, actually, I was kind of psycho. Um, <laughs> I would refresh and refresh and refresh. Like, I'd be constantly on it. It'd be, like, on half my screen all the time. Yeah, or, I agree with that. I think everyone has definitely been in that position because the way that it works at the U of A is if you're in honors or specialization and you're in higher higher years, you get first dibs. And then as you go down the years and go down from specialization to general studies, um, your enrollment date is actually later and later. And since mm-hmm. comp sci is such a hot field, um, there's like less and less space for certain students. So this is actually something that will happen a lot. So be careful, guys. And another thing I also do is right before the class or right after the class, I obsessively refresh because I think that's typically the time that people are like, you know, checking their bear tracks and dropping yeah. or, you know, and stuff. So that's, what, that's usually how I get into classes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. definitely go to the first week of school and then just wait for the class. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Sometimes I would, sorry, I would sometimes go even to the prof in class and be like, hey, can you, can you let me in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also a trick for like specialization honor students, um, email Sharon. Um, mm. You can go to the U of A website, find her email. Sharon is the undergrad um, advisor and she will do her utmost best to help you out as much as possible. She's really great. And similarly, the watch list uh, email notifications actually go out every half hour. So at o'clock and 30, so if you check it a couple minutes before o'clock and 30, um, you'll actually be able to find an open seat faster. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, in case uh, people don't know who Sharon is, uh, her full name is Sharon Gannon. Um, and that also brings up another point because I know she does advise, uh, she gives advice specifically to specialization and honor students. So general students, their admission or enrollment date is actually, um, what's it called? I don't know later. English. Yeah, it's later. Yeah. than specialization in honors kids. So basically, if you want, I guess, first dibs or a better chance of getting into your courses, you probably want to get into a specialization or honors program. It's just easier, mm-hmm. less stress. And if you need to, like if you don't actually want the program, <laughs> you can just drop out at a later year or whatever. But yeah, yeah for the first yeah. few years. Yeah. And definitely be careful though, because specialization in honors requires different things. So um, just make sure mm-hmm. that you're really cognizant of that. So I think this is the end of our questions. Do you have any last piece of advice, Helen, that you want to give before we sign off? Um, I think get involved with student groups and always be looking for opportunities. Like, don't be afraid. There's so many hackathons out there that provide like travel funding. So like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and just travel and make the most out of your degree. Grades are one thing, but your experiences, you know, priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Um, like, you know, at the end of the day, a company that wants to hire you is hiring you more than just your degree because everyone at the end of it has the degree. It's also about like how you're enriching your experience and what kind of person you turn into. So make sure that you're making friends and staying balanced. Drink lots of water because you don't want to get headaches. Uh, <laughs> and make sure to like make connections and genuine ones. Don't just do it because like you're doing it. Do it because you genuinely care about people and you genuinely want to be there and understand like what they're going through and be friends with them so you know everyone from profs tas peers um industry leaders all that kind of stuff so yeah get out there don't be afraid (laughs) exactly we're all in the same field so we're all going to see each other (laughs) like no matter where we go so yeah and also follow us ada's team Uh, (laughs) 
we always post lots of good opportunities. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and sign up for our mailing list at adisteam.ca. Yes. We have so many things. You don't even know. You're not even ready. Just wait and watch it happen. All right. So that was everything from us. Um, this is Chelsea Hong. <laughs> and this is Helen Gessahan. Signing off. Ciao.